everybody, welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. Uh, coming to you on a Thursday, uh, I'm of course your host David on point right there is my co-host Mr. TJ Hopkins and on today's show we're going to be giving out our final predictions for the 2022-23 NFL awards. That means rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, offensive player of the year. Uh, and then MVP and then coach of the year. And then we're going to be breaking down our playoff bracket, how things we are, things are going to shake out, and who's going to be raising that Vince Lombardi trophy. Uh, but, yeah, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast, please. Uh, also, if you happen to miss us live, um, I will share the link to the place where you can watch us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Amazon Music. And we're also on iHeartRadio now. Uh, we are legit, and uh, I will share that link to that show right now. So if you miss us live for any reason, uh, you can always rewatch our podcast. We are on all of those streaming devices, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Spotify, Apple Music, Spotify, High Heart, and Apple Podcasts. God damn, that's a lot. Uh, but yeah, please like, share, and subscribe. Welcome into the show. TJ, welcome into the show. Happy Thursday, my friend. Um, how are you? And what is good in, what's the word? I'm just watching Brooklyn and Boston go to battle. Um, this is Brooklyn's first game without Second. KD. Second, Second game without yeah. KD. Maybe. Uh, lost track. But they're up three right now. Um, and uh, if you want our opinion on that Kevin Durant situation, we broke that down in depth yesterday uh, during the crossover. So go and check out that show, uh, just in case you did miss that content. Right. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about NFL awards prediction. Uh, we're going to be giving out the awards first, and then we'll get into the bracket part of the show. Let's first start with the most important award, probably in the National Football League. That's most valuable player of the year. TJ, who do you have being the most valuable player of the year for you on your end? Uh, it's probably going to be Pat Mahomes. Um, I had – I forgot who I had when it all when, – when, when the season – before the season kicked off, we did our, like, preseason stuff. Mm-hmm. But – We also uh, did a midterm, too. I don't no, know No, no, no. I think I, – I think, I think it was universal. I think we all picked, like, Josh Allen to mm-hmm. be the preseason. I know I think, I think, I think that's who I picked. I had Josh but, Allen, too. I may have picked the dark horse just to be different, but – Right. And, you know, then Jalen Hurts comes along and he has the season that he had, but he missed uh, the last, like, he, he missed the last three games and Pat Mahomes didn't. And that's pretty much what it, what it comes down to. Like, Jalen Hurts pretty much fell into the same thing that happened to Carson Wentz. Like, Carson Wentz was the MVP for the bulk of that Super Bowl season then he tears his ACL and he misses the last three games. And all of a sudden it's like, well, we can't give the MVP to an injured player. And they gave it to Tom Brady. So Pat Mahomes was great, but I had a feeling if if Jalen Hurst doesn't miss those three games, he probably still, like he probably gets the MVP. Like Jalen Hurst had a, he sputtered at the end. Like he had a bad game against the Bears. Like he threw three, like he threw two picks or three picks, whatever, but he had, no, he threw two picks. He didn't throw any touchdowns, but he ran for three. Yeah. And yeah. He had a rough game against the Chicago Bears and got injured. Uh, didn't play again until the last game of the season. Wasn't particularly sharp in that game either. Um, and yeah, I, I think you shouldn't lose the MVP because you got injured, but I think on the other side of this, cause yeah, Patrick Mahomes is my MVP choice as well, but right. I think Patrick Mahomes has earned this. Like he's been really good. this really season. Good. Like, like you look at his numbers. I just pulled him up. Uh, he's been really good this season. I mean, he's got 
5,250 yards, 41 touchdowns, and 12 picks. I mean, people used to like people used to golf at like 5,000 yards. Like 5,000 yards used to be like a plateau now, which is like, oh, whatever. I got 5,000 yards. <laughs> It's like, you know, all right. Uh, no, 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 like 4,000 yards used to be. Yeah, true, true. Over. Like, yeah, now, now quarterbacks are throwing for 5,000 yards. Like, it's nobody's business. Like, all right, for sure. And he broke, I think he well, he broke that one page Manning passing he, record. And it's like, every, everybody's like, hold on, hold on. Caveat, he had an extra game to do it, which it's does, true. which, which does kind of, you know, dampen it a little and I'm putting a little in quotation marks, but I, I think we answered the universal question, like how would he thrive without Tyreek Hill? And it's like, yo, it's business as usual. Yeah, right? like, it, it doesn't he, matter what his weapons are. He's going to be good no matter what. Like Patrick Mahomes is Pat, freaking Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. And it's like so, so somebody, um, I forgot who, who was I listening to yesterday? Uh, undisputed, and Shannon Sharp pointed out that um, on the AFC side, he's the oldest quarterback in the playoffs on the AFC side, and Pat Mahomes is only 27. Well, there's for sure been a changing of the guard in the AFC. <laughs> I mean, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, all of those guys are retired. Uh, Tom Brady's now in the NFC. Um, you know, so yeah, Josh Allen's pretty young, I think he's only in five season five or six at the most. Uh, you know, so it's like you know, he's only twenty-seven. Te- I mean, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is older than him, I think. And Teddy like, and Teddy Bridgewater is not even playing. Oh, oh, I guess Skylar Thompson's going to be the starting. Yeah, I guess he would yeah. be the, the starting quarterback in that in the AFC. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, whoever's going to be starting for the Baltimore Ravens, I don't know how Lamar Jackson's still probably younger than he's not playing. He's and not Lamar playing. Jackson, and Lamar Jackson's still younger than. Younger than uh Pat Mahomes, so <laughs> thank you, bless you, thank you. So, uh, yeah, my, yeah. my MVP choice is also Patrick Mahomes. My dark horse is Jalen Hurts. Um, just having the best record in the NFC, um, that should be worth something. But I think Patrick Mahomes has had the better season. Um, and I almost feel like a lot of people feel that way as well. Uh, he's been dominant from start to finish with really no walls in between or bad games at all out of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he did have a couple of games against the Denver Broncos that they ended up winning anyways, but that he was kind of ra- kind of rocky in against the Texans. He was a little shaky in, but they won those games too. Uh, moving on from that most valuable player, let's talk about coach of the year, which I think actually this might be the most difficult award to choose this season. Yeah. It's, so I was like, you know, in most situations, this team, this award always goes to the, quarter, uh, the quarterback, the coach that, you know, wins the most games or whatever that world case may be. Like, they always choose, like, the quote-unquote good teams. So, like, what's his, Andy Reid's in contention? Um, Nick Sirianni. Hey, I feel like Andy Reid gets taken for granted for. Like, he never wins well, these kind he, of awards. He does, he does now because of his quarterback. Like, he was way more appreciated when Alex Smith and Donovan McNabb were his quarterbacks. Yeah, it's true. Like when you have a when you have a first ballot for Hall of Famer as your quarterback, you kind of, I mean, all, all those head coaches that po- coach for Peyton Manning, Bill Belichick. How many coaches of the years does Bill Belichick have? Probably not that many. Not pretty exactly. Like you might Tony not even Dun- have one. Tony uh, Tony Dungy wasn't winning too many coach of the years with Peyton Manning at the helm, right? Like, <laughs> That's true. Hey, right, what's his name? Probably got one, and that was uh, Jim Caldwell because he was a first time head coach. 
with with the Colts. Uh, so Bill Belichick has three coaches a year, so he's won it three times. So like, so 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 that's. But think about how long he's been the head coach of the Patriots. Three <laughs> coaching yeah. years. In twenty three years. Over the span of twenty three years, that bro, that's he's won six Super Bowls in that season, in that time frame. In so. that time frame, bro. So like, yeah. So like, what's his name? It's probably if I had to pick, it probably go to Kevin O'Connell. When you go to Minnesota and you turn, you basically go from six and eight or whatever they were in one score games to eleven and zero, eleven and one, like whatever they are in one score games. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think all of those rookie head coaches are more than deserving of being coach of the year. Uh, but for me, it's Brian Dayball, um, you know, taking a Giants team that no everybody kind of counted out. Even us here at the prime didn't think the New York football Giants were going to be good this season. And for them to turn that around and have Daniel Jones have the season that he had, uh, I mm-hmm. think Brian Dayball is my coach of the year. I think he's gotten more out of that team with less around him than anybody in the NFL this season. Yeah, well, you, you guys, that was, again, I'm just saying what the, the voters are thinking like the people who actually vote on it. Me personally, I have no issue if Brian if Brian Dayball was to win coach year. I have no issue if Dan Campbell was to win coach of the year. I have no I, I have no I issue. Think my, my dark horse. If I was voting, if I was a voter, which I'm not breaking news, um I would have Brian Dayball as number one. My number two would be Doug Peterson. I think Doug Peterson, what Doug he Peterson? did with the Jacksonville Jaguars, getting them from being the first overall so pick. Like, Drafting first overall to winning the division in one season, I think that's pretty damn impressive. Right. So think about it. You, you got Dayball, you got Peterson, you got Pete Carroll. Yeah. Dan Campbell. Like that's four people right there. This is why this is why I said it before we even got to it. Like this may be the most difficult year <clears throat> to pick the coach of the year. I think there are there are ten guys that are worthy of being the coach of the year this year. Mike Tom, like we like Mike Tom. Yeah. yeah. Like on a on and on a lesson though, Lovey Smith because Lovey Smith knew he was getting fired. He, he did. knew he was getting fired. <laughs> he and, for sure did. <laughs> and and he said like he was like the heck your first overall pick. Like you know, like, show oh, me the door it, anyways. It was it was a classic case of F me, no F you. Like that's what <laughs> that's exactly what that was. But no, like, was like, no, but in all seriousness, like yeah, you, you it's a legit four Candidate like four, maybe five candidates that can legit win coach of the year. So, like you said, Doug Peterson, Brian Dayball, um, Kevin O'Connell, um, Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin. Like, and it's probably going to go to Kevin O'Connell because he won the most games out of out of those listed, and he did it with a and and he did it with a quarterback. Not a lot of people have a ton of respect for for whatever reason, right? Like. <laughs> Kurt, Kirk Cousins is not everyone's cup of tea. True. And which I don't understand. Like, Kirk Cousins turns out good season after good season after I mean, good season. I mean, he was he was incredible last season. I mean, if he doesn't <laughs> – he, he would literally have been – if he had been on a good team last season, he probably would have been the MVP. And it's so. just it, – like, it is what it is. But, we, yeah, it's going to Kevin up. Everybody – I think Dolphins fans are trying to – Kick the kick the bucket on Mike McDaniel. Uh, he's another right? he's another guy who's for sure going to be in the conversation. Brian McDaniel, he's going to be in the conversation for Coach of the Year. Like he's, yeah. like Kyle Shanahan, I think Kyle Shanahan's going to get some votes. Kyle, yeah, he's Kyle going to be in the conversation. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's definitely going to get some votes. Kyle Shanahan, Mike, in fact, the, how they've scrambled this season, going from Trey Lance losing him immediately to having Jimmy Garoppolo to having Jimmy Garoppolo go down, and then having Brock, Brock Birdie come in and be incredible basically incredible since he's gotten there uh and not miss a step along the way brian kyle shannon deserves well, to be some reason, kind of accusation 
the reason I can't go Mike McDaniel is because they started off like seven yeah, and seven one. and three, and then yeah, they kind seven. of slowed down the end. But uh, that's all tied to the court, the coach, the quarterback getting injured, and the way that that training staff has handled that situation. It's something we're going to address probably not today, but somewhere down the line. Uh, moving on from Coach of the O, let's talk about DPOY. And uh, me, my DPOY is probably going to be a lot of people's DPOY. It's Nick Bosa of the San Francisco 49ers. He's got 41 solo tackles. He's got 18 and a half sacks. He's got two forced fumbles on the number one rated defense in the National Football League. Nick Bosa is going I, – I, I would I would almost guess that this would be borderline unanimous. Yeah, I don't see. I mean, you already know the Cowboy faithful are gonna steal some votes for Michael Parsons. Parsons. Yeah, I just don't think but, he's had this. He hasn't had the this, this dominant season that many people no, that he would right, have. No, like, and it started a lot, of, but like, also because a lot of teams are like chipping on his outside. Like it started, and like yeah, they 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 counteract his aggressiveness with replays, RPO yeah, plays, yep. screen they burn, plays, yeah. and they burn them. Right, but. Yeah, he started off great, right? He started off great. And then he just – like, this is a game – like, this is a league where, you like, you can't afford – like, if you're in an individual award race, you can't afford a bad week. I mean, like, maybe – I mean, like, he's, had, like, he's had a, a legit a bad month. I mean, he has – That's since, what I'm saying. Since, like, since, that, bar- since that Texans game. Like, you can barely he- afford a bad week. You can't – you damn sure can't afford – multiple bad weeks consecutively like 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 it's okay if you go you know like a game with a, a game without a sack right like if you go one game without getting a sack but you follow it up the next game and you get two sacks two and a half or something like that right since since when- the giant game where he got two sacks against the new york football giants he had one and a half sacks for one, one, one and a half six sacks. six games one and a half sacks in six games that's not, that's not no, that's not gonna get it done. And you got Nick Bosa over there who's basically getting the same treatment. Let's not act like Michael Parsons is the only one getting chipped and doubled and all that other. Uh, he he might like, even get more. I mean, because that's not like Dallas has Demarcus Lawrence on the right. other side, who's a good <laughs> football player and a good edge rusher. Um, but yeah, I think Matthew Judon, I also think Dark Horse Matthew Judon is gonna get some votes. Uh, 15 and a half sacks. I actually thought he could have been the DVOI. At one point this season, he just his the Patriots kind of fell apart as a whole, but he was extremely good this season. Yeah, he was. But yeah, it's, I think this is Nick Bosa. I, I, I think my preseason pick was TJ White, but you know TJ White gets hurt in the first game, and then he misses basically the next two months of the season. It's like, well, there's no coming back from that. I may have and, picked Aaron. I may have picked Aaron Donald to be my DPOY when the season started, but I don't honestly. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I know for a fact I picked TJ White. Uh, moving on from this, let's talk about offensive player of the year. And who do you think is going to be the offensive player? They all have to let you have the floor first. Uh, usually, they don't get <clears throat> they don't give this to back to back quarterbacks, which I don't. Uh, which I think is done. I think that's what's going to happen in this case, right? I think for a bulk of the season, people thought it would be Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson because of the the gaudy numbers they were putting up at the receiver spot. But we literally just talked about how Pat Mahomes broke uh, Peyton Manning's passing record. So he's going to win MVP and Offensive Player of the Year off that oh, that's alone. Good. That's interesting. I, I don't think the NFL is going to do that. I, I, I think they will Watch split them. these. I, I, 
I don't think the NFL is going to do that. I think they will split these two awards up. But I actually think my OPOY is actually going to be Jalen Hurts. I, I think I think if Patrick Mahomes ends up winning the MVP, I think they're going to give OPOY to Jalen Hurts. He's played well enough to deserve this award. Um, the team is vastly different offensively when Jalen Hurts See, is not in the is, lineup. Like the is, absence of Jalen Hurts is why he deserves to be the OPOY. You can make an argument for his MVP case too, but this is why the NFL needs a most improved type of award because yeah it's true if, he would if, for sure if, he would have win it by a like a he would win that by a landslide oh my god it's, yeah yeah if, if that, but but i think he's my dark horse to win opoy if he doesn't win mvp i think he has a real shot at winning opo or mvp i think he's got a real shot at winning opoy oh justin jefferson's my opoy though justin jefferson has been like he's a game changer on offense i know he's had two games in a row that were kind of lackluster uh but it doesn't mm-hmm. take away from his entire season um, yeah, the Justin, Green Bay game and then the the Bear, Bear game, game where it's like it's like well, I, I'm well the Bear, that Bear that. game he wasn't really playing for much you know All right like the, their seeding was cemented they're not changed like that win didn't up move them up in seeding it didn't change anything the division was already clinched so I'm yeah I'm not holding that against him like like that and they and they shouldn't hold that against him the guy played one half and caught one pass and it's like oh we don't. We don't need you to play. I mean, yeah, I mean the dude had 128 catches and 1,800 yards this season. I mean, that's that's absurd to get production. That's you you win OPOI basically any other season. Uh, but I honestly <laughs> think Jalen Hurts has a little shot at this. Like his production on offense, um, when he's not there, it's noticeable. Yeah, his dual threat. Uh, his now, uh, what's his total touchdown? Like how many? Uh, one second. Just... I'll get I'll get that for you in a second. Uh, so he threw 22 touchdowns through the air uh, as a to his rushing numbers uh he, he rushed for 13 touchdowns so he accounted for what is this 13 plus 22 35 touchdowns this season that's not bad that's not bad uh rushed for 760 yards uh passed for 3700 um that's pretty damn and he missed three games not any mystery so 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 he's a so like if he plays those three games he's a 4,000 yard passer he's 100 Probably adds anywhere from five to eight more touchdowns to that over the course of three games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And moving on, let's swing it on to the offensive defensive rookie of the year. Uh, we're going to start first with offensive rookie of the year. And my offensive rookie of the year, I have two guys I think should co split this award. Um, and for me, I, it's the same argument when we talked about this at, at the midterm, right? It's Evan Neal and Charles Cross, those offensive tackles for the New York Giants and Seattle Seahawks, respectively. Uh, those guys, those two guys transformed those two teams. Um, you know, Saquon Barkley was able to run half the season he was able to have because of the blocking up front. And a lot of that has to do with Evan Neal and his ability to step into that lineup immediately and make a difference. Charles Cross, um, people want to talk about Kenneth Walker. Big reason that Kenneth Walker was able to be so productive is because Charles Cross was good immediately. And the reason that offense was so good in Seattle is because Charles Cross was good immediately. And the other rookie on the other side was really good too. But in my opinion, in a season where nobody has a dominant offensive season, where there isn't that wide receiver, there isn't that running back, when you look at offensive rookie of the year, it's these two tackles should get this award. Well, we already know that's not going to happen. Um, I'm, so, I'm calling for it. Make it happen, voters. This is the year. No, Nobody's had an incredible offensive season as, as a rookie. At anywhere, any skill position, it should be an offensive tackle. They have been the best rookies on offense this year, period. But it's not going to happen. Like, like – they don't even. Uh, that, that, that is why I have another. I have a dark horse, but I, I'll. I would. I'll take this until I'm blue in the face. 
those two tackles should be offensive rookie of the years. They just should be. They've been the best offensive players this year at the rookie position. So, it would have been what's his name? It would have been Brees Hall hands down if he didn't tear his ACL. True. Kenneth Walker is probably gonna win it, but I think um He's my he's my quote unquote legit winner. Uh, I I just wanted to get on my soapbox there for a second and make that same rant that I made a couple weeks ago. I, I forgot I forgot who I saw read on read on Twitter. I th- it was a was it Richard Sherman? I think it was Richard Sherman. They uh they they somebody tweeted him and asked him who did he think should win uh, offense rookie of the year. He said Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson put up over a thousand yards with three different quarterbacks, and none of them were. Yeah, I, I I could see that too. I mean, given the 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 narrative around him, I think that is something that could for sure happen. Uh, he immediately goes in, and like I think he I think he defines himself. I mean, like no disrespect to Corey Davis, but I think Garrett Wilson is this team's wide receiver one, and I think you have to acknowledge that as if you're the Jets, right? Like, obviously, like, you you have a you have a win-now team. You just – the quarterback is the only thing that's – Holding you back. Quote, holding unquote, you unquote. up. Quote, right, quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, I, like the, the old lineman thing, like Charles Cross, Evan Neal, like, that's, that's fun. That's different. That's – like you said, like, that's a soapbox argument. But – I, I, not, I'm, I'm aware it's happen. not. I, I know. I know. Aware. I'm aware it's not going to happen. But, Would I love for it to happen? Yes. Give me. Give me the chaos. Like, like <laughs> be because for for the longest, it's like who's really separating themselves out on the offensive side of the ball for in this rookie class. And again, like Brees Hall came on kind of strong, and then he gets hurt. And then Kenneth Walker was playing behind Rashad Penny and. Um, Oh my God! Who else? Because he wasn't uh, just Rashad Penny. Because uh, uh, DJ Dallas was kind of just a change of pace guy. Travis Homer, same thing. Uh, and obviously Chris Carson retired before the season started. Um, but yeah, Kenneth Walker is going to win this award, I think. I would love it if one of those tackles won. They for sure deserve it. And shout out to Evan Neal and uh, Charles Cross if they ever watch this show. You guys have been incredible this season. Like you guys have. St- stabilize what was a big problem for their offenses the last couple of years, uh, especially in Seattle where that tackle situation was a mess and way to stabilize that stuff in your first season as a rookie. Uh, moving on from there, hey, let's talk but, about but, but, real quick. Like we're not, since you'd want to throw offensive linemen in there, you want to know who quietly had an, a, a solid rookie year, even though it didn't look like it. Braxton Jones, the left tackle for the bears, like for him to be yeah. a fifth round pick. And for him to hold down that left that left tackle spot for like most of the season, and for the Bears to have one of the, like what were the Bears in rushing top five, top three, something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like come on, man. Like I know Justin Fields played a, a huge part in that, but yeah, he had a solid rookie season. But right, go ahead, I just want to say that. <laughs> Uh, moving on from offensive rookie of the year, let's talk about D-R-O-Y, defensive rookie of the year. TJ, I'll let you have the floor first when it comes to defensive rookie of the year. I got to go with Aiden Hutchinson. A 20, 10 and a half sacks as a rookie. Nine and a half sacks, three picks, uh, three, 34 solo tackles. Uh, he also forced two fumbles. A oh, fumble recovery, yeah, I- sorry. He recovered two fumbles in this game. Yeah, I gotta go with Aiden Hutchins. Like, dude, and 
Detroit got two rookies on here. They got him and they got uh, is it Justin Houston, James Houston, something like that. Yeah, that guy, put, he was getting burnt a little bit on, uh, but yeah, he has been good. I think he had eight sacks in like eight games, something like that. Something, something right, absurd. Yeah, some. So, but <laughs> I gotta go. With, I gotta go. With Aiden Hutchinson, like, dude is dude is gonna be a force for the next decade. And he reminds he has, reminds me a lot of like the JJ Watt, like his build and his style of play reminds me a lot of JJ Watt. Like, you just hope that. You know what you call it? Detroit doesn't Detroit this thing up and mess it up. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see what ends up happening. They got two first round picks next season, so uh, as long as they don't go quarterback early, I think they'll be okay. Um, Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson is kind of my dark horse. I I kind of knew because we talked about this. uh, Was it Tuesday that we talked about this? Had this conversation. Uh, Mine's Tariq Woolen. Six interceptions as a rookie. Forty six solo tackles. um, Made what was a weakness in Seattle, and they're they're basically their their secondary into sort of a strength. Um, at least on one side of the ball. Um, the dude had a great rookie season, 63 soul tackles total, uh, six picks, one touchdown. Um, yeah, Tariq Wollin has been – he was a gem when they took him in the yeah, fifth round. Like, see, and we clown Seattle because they only had like five picks throughout the entire draft. They hit on all five picks. Yep. Like that's like that's how you. G- I mean that other that other tackle that they have on their roster right now. The guy who's playing right tackle for them. He's a rookie too. He's been awesome this like, season too. Like that's how you GM. That's how you like. All right, I have limited resources. How do I knock this out of the park? And that's how you do it. Like I mean, Seattle has just, like we. We usually clown their drafts a lot, but they had they probably wanted the better. Abraham Lucas is the other guy who plays right tackle. Yeah. Uh, he's a rookie too. He's been awesome this season too. So, yeah, but and I, I also know. I know the argument for Sauce Gardner. Sauce but Gardner, it, yeah. For my money, I would I I think Tariq Woolen has had a better rookie season. And they're just gonna give it to Sauce Gardner because it's what you call it. It's it's the popular thing. Like he's the all oh, like. How do you not give it to Sauce Gardner? Da, 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 da. I'm like, so, and like they, they they threw up his numbers. Like Sauce Gardner only gave up like 54 yards passing or some 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 absurd number and it's like how many of that was just like he he committed a lot of penalties that weren't called like sauce sauce gardner committed a lot of pi penalties that weren't called and they labeled a good defense we like no that's that's we saw it in the game against the bears right chase claypool gets a 30 yard pass interference penalty on them on like the second or third play of the game and we're like and everybody's like, how, how many of those have y'all not called? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he's, he's been really good. I mean, he's only he's only completed, only allowed like 26 pass, or he's only allowed 26 passing yards uh, per game uh, against him. Um, he's been, yeah, he's been really good this season. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up winning the award. Uh, moving on from there, let's talk about comeback player of the year. And my comeback player of the year is actually somebody I think, TJ, I think you're going to appreciate. Uh, this is my dark horse. This is not who I actually think is going to win it. Um, Khalil Mack. Yeah. Khalil Mack, uh, who basically ended the season on IR last season, um, you know, basically got shut down uh, due to injury, comes back after getting traded to the Chargers uh, without Joey Bosa, puts up eight sacks. He two, forced two fumbles. Uh, he had 33 solo tackles in this game, uh, in this season. Uh, Khalil Mack actually is my dark second dark horse. I got one other one, dark horse, but uh, this is one I thought you would really like that dark horse Khalil Mack has defense. Yeah, I, appreciate, player yeah. Of the year. I don't, yeah, I, I can't find any who is like who are even the candidates for dark horse. I mean, comeback player of the year. Uh, so I got, I got two others. Uh, I'll just 
So the guy I think is actually going to win the award is Saquon Barkley. Um, to have the season to go from being injury prone and not playing a lot the season before uh, to having 1,300 yards next season. Uh, because comeback player is kind of like a wishy-washy award, I'm not really mm-hmm. sure what the criteria is. Like, do you have to be injured all of the whole season in order to be eligible? Uh, uh, I don't know either. Like, but Saquon, yeah, I don't, I don't hate the Saquon Barkley pick. Like you said, like that's probably who's gonna. I mean, he, he went from from 2021. I know he played 13 games in 2021, uh, but he only had 593 rushing yards. To go from 593 to 1300 is quite the jump. That's yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a huge jump. And my other dark horse is not somebody who got injured it was just somebody who had just kind of just kind of just not a good rookie season i can't get these ads to stop playing i never had this problem before like ads are just constantly playing like when i go to espn like there's just ads that won't stop playing um oh yeah my other my other dark horse is actually trevor lawrence um, to go from having you know a 12 to 17 touchdown to interception ratio to having the next season to have the best touchdown to interception ratio i think in the nfl this season uh at 25 to 8 uh 4100 I, I think that's from like week yeah, 7 maybe on. maybe maybe but Trevor Lawrence is No been... like I'm saying like like it's like it's like cuz like weeks 1 through 7 he was like like he was like bottom half of the league and then from week 7 on he's been the, like that's when that number increased Okay, but uh, yeah, he, he he would be my other guy. I think he's had a season, but I don't know what how what they intrude as being comeback player of the year because if that's the if like comeback player is just somebody who either had one a subpar season that came back and was amazing. Geno Smith's got to lock this up. Like he's got to win this award. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's who. Yeah, like again, Geno Smith is thrown into a situation. I, I I touched on it quite a few quite a few times, right? Russ gets traded to Seattle. I mean, get traded to Denver. Drew Locke gets sent to Seattle. And they're asking questions. Like, the media is like, all right, so is Drew Locke going to, like, wh- like, what's the plan for Drew Locke? And Pete Carroll's like, well, we still got Geno. Geno's still here. Like, I'm just, you know, like, it's it's not it's not locked. It's not locking. Um, it's not locked in that Drew, Drew Locke's going to be the starter. Like, Geno Smith's been, like, Geno Smith is still here. He's been here. He knows the system. So right now, we're going for it with as if Geno Smith is our QB one. And if Drew Lock beats him out, Drew Lock beats him out. But that didn't happen. So yeah, I I one hundred percent agree. Like what was it? A whole decade basically in between Geno Smith. Like, not a decade. I'm exaggerating, but it, it was a long time between Geno Smith being a starting quarterback for the Jets. And being the starting quarterback for yeah, I think it was a decade uh, between was it a decade? Him, him starting opening night, uh, opening yeah, opening, op- opening weekend uh, for an NFL team. I think it was a decade, something like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think I don't really. The criteria is a little wishy washy on comeback player of the year. I I think Saquon Barkley uh, has even had a better season, but I think I I wouldn't be shocked. If Geno Smith won this award, I do not think Cleo Mack and Trevor Lawrence have a shot at it, but I just wanted to throw them out there because you know, give a little shout out to Cleo Mack because, you know, he's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I'm still, I still remember when, you know, other Bear fans and Packer fans and whatnot called him washed. Like they called, yeah, they called Cleo Mack washed. And I wonder how that, how that's looking right now. Like, 100%. 
So moving on from awards, let's talk about the most cherished award of the National Football League, the Vince Lombardi Trophy. And uh, hopefully you watched our show uh, two days ago uh, where we broke down all of the matchups of Super Wildcard Weekend because I've already filled out all of TJ's picks on Super Wildcard Weekend. Uh, he picked the Chargers to beat the Jaguars, as did I. Uh, I. He also picked the Bengals to beat the Ravens. He beat the Bills to beat the Dolphins. On the NFC side, you know, San Francisco beating the Seahawks. He has the Minnesota Vikings beating the New York football Giants, and he has the Dallas Cowboys beating Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On my bracket, it's all about the same, except for I am not betting against Tom Brady uh, because I've done that <laughs> often, and I usually get burnt. Uh, and I have Tampa Bay beating the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so I have not loved what I've seen out of Dallas for like the last month. Um, so and Tampa Bay seems to be getting – I know they had a bad game against uh, the Falcons there, but they had nothing to play for. Uh, but that Mike Evans to Tom Brady connection was working in that last game against Carolina. We're gonna roll with it. Uh, so let's talk about how the rest of the bracket's gonna shake out. TJ, uh, let's talk about your first matchup, and let's talk about my first matchup. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers going into Arrowhead for the third time. Can they beat the Kansas City Chiefs uh, as they look to avoid getting sweat, getting the what, the hot trick of victories against? So how do you think this one's gonna shake out, TJ? Well. Uh... If you remember the first one, the first game they had in Kansas City, the Chargers felt like they got, what you call it, they got robbed, right? Like, you had a pick that wasn't a pick get called back, and that would have, like, that would have gave you the field, and they would have gave you the ball. And uh, Oh, they had the lead at that point. I remember, if you remember correctly, Kansas City drove and scored a touchdown on a drive, tied the game up, and I think Justin right, Herbert yeah, threw, yeah, a, pick, yeah. Justin Herbert like, threw like, a pick six right after that. Like, like that, um, like, yeah, because what you call it? So, Pat Mahomes throws a pick, gets called back for whatever reason. I can't remember, but. It looked it like it hit the ground. It looked like it hit the ground. Right, but it didn't. Like, it, it, it was, was close. But it, it, it was a pick. And then what happens the next play? 50-yard bomb for a touchdown, right? Yep. Tie game. Yep. Then you're driving, right? You've been riding Gerald Everett the whole drive. He's He was phenomenal. He was killing That's the, the Dolphin game. No, that was that game. No. Because remember, he was too tired. Like, they tried to throw it to him, and he, like, he threw it. And, but, um, I, I could, hold on. Let me – you may be right. Were, you may be right. I know I'm right. It was okay. – that he, he was too tired. He called for a sub, but it was too late to get the sub in. And Herbert – they run the play, and Herbert uh, throws the ball behind him. It gets picked off, and they, they take it all the way. It was like a 90-yard pick six. Which pretty much put the game out of reach for them. You're 100 right because uh, they, when the Chargers played the Dolphins, they beat them. So, exactly. uh, so the, the Kansas City goes. So they lost 30 to 27, uh, and then they played in Week Two. Uh, and they lost 27 to 24. All of these Chiefs Charger games have been extremely close this season. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know. Like I. Obviously, like if you're the if you're the if you're the charges, this is why you get a guy like Justin Herbert, right? Like this is yeah. this is why, right? Like you you want. It's also why you get a guy like Khalil Mack, right? Like this is why. Too. Oh, absolutely! But like if you're the charges, this is why you you get a, a Herbert. Like you need that guy who is gonna be lockstep and be like, hey, whatever throw you, whatever you can do, I can do it too. And you need that for the next 10 years. You need that. Like, this is going to be a battle. Like, these two dudes, I feel like are going to be 
battling for this division for the next two years because what's going to happen with the Chiefs is eventually Pat Mahomes ain't going to always have Travis Kelsey to be that safety net. I mean, he was going to have him for a while. He's going to have him for a while, but eventually he's not going to have that. And I I know the counter argument to that is, well, Herbert's not always going to have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and – I mean, you might have Mike Williams. Mike Williams is pretty young. But, yeah, Keenan Allen's getting up there in age. Um, But, obviously, like, like the better team in this situation – well, not better team. I'm not going to say the better team. The more experienced team – there you go – in this situation is the Chiefs. Andy Reid is a better head coach than Brandon Staley. Again, Brandon Staley – I'm not sure that's close. (laughs) We're – like, we're – Again, Brandon Staley is basically coaching for his job. Uh, it's it's rumored out there that if he loses to the Jags, if he loses to the Jags, he's out of there. If he loses to the Jags, he's out of there, and that just literally opens the door for Sean Payton. Which, if I'm Sean Payton, that's the I, job I want. If I had to choose between Dallas and the Chargers, I'm going to the Chargers. I'm not going to deal with Jerry Jones and his madness. Me, me either. <laughs> Um, but when I, it comes to this particular game, uh, I'm, going go with the, the I'm going Kansas go City too. Chiefs. I gotta go with the Chiefs. Like it's, I, I mean, like it's gonna be fun because like this is the Chargers' opportunity to be like, hey, we, <coughs> we not be, we may not be there yet, but we coming. Like Justin Herbert saying, "I'm not coming. I'm already here." It's True. the rest of the guys that gotta catch up to me. But it's my job to get them up there with me. <laughs> like uh, this is a different ball game if the Chargers are if they just spend one season fully healthy. Derwin James don't get hurt. Bosa don't get hurt. Mike Williams yeah, don't get well, hurt. Joey Bosa Allen got hurt. Joey Bosa got hurt during that game against Denver, which was a meaningless game for them. Um, it, I, also, Mike Williams got hurt a little bit in that game too. Yeah. Um, so it's like really unfortunate that we're not going to see either the, this team at full strength against this Kansas City Chiefs team. Uh, um, yeah, I, I just think, think Patrick Holmes is going to be too much. I think that's been the great for the that's been the issue for the Chargers for like most of their existence, right? Like you get you, you go to an AFC, AFC Championship game, right? Good. Philip Rivers has a torn ACL. It's like, God damn, bro. Like, yeah. you just can't, we just, you just can't catch a break. <laughs> and the other side of the AFC is extremely interesting as we have the two seated Buffalo Bills welcoming in this three seed Cincinnati Bengals and the game that we were supposed to get on Monday Night Football for obvious reasons we did not get. Mm-hmm. But now it's in Buffalo in Orchard Park in a playoff game to see who gets to place the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Um, so mm-hmm. emotions aside, uh, taken emotions out of it, aside. Buffalo is just, in my opinion, Buffalo is a better team, but Joe Burrow might be the most, Miller. what's the, but Joe Burrow might be the, like the most clutch quarterback in the NFL right now. I'm not going that far. Um, oh, oh right. I am. Oh, it is so funny that you brought that up. That was a talking point on undisputed. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I did not know that. I don't watch that show because I, I hate right. those shows. Uh, you, you hate Skip Bayless, I know. Well, no, I, I hate both of them actually. How you hate Shannon Sharp? What is because they're just they're just feeding into the the like the terrible NBA media or terrible sports media. I just can't I can't even like all Shannon of those Sharp, guys. 
like they, they their pockets are lined, but good for them. But they're feeding into a, 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 a I just don't enjoy it. You can't you can't hate Unk, bro. Unk played the game. Unk a Hall of Fame. You can't hate Unk. I'm he sorry. I'm, like, I just don't no, like. Like, like. I just don't like the way that they're the way that they cover sports. It's just it just doesn't feel real. It's just not a. It's not something I enjoy watching. No, it, it, how Skip co- Skip is stuck in both the eighties and nineties. No, no, sh- no, not Shannon. I also, so, like, I also don't watch that show enough to really, you know, because I, I, I just, I hate the way they, I hate the way they present it. It's just not. I don't so, think it's good NFL media. If you want to watch good NFL media, check out Prime Sports no, World no, more often. No, so they asked the question like, if, so I think somebody, and I hate when players do this. Like they anonymous, not they, they say stuff anonymously. Like, so, like, somebody was like, Joe Burrow's the most clutch quarterback in the NFL. And it's like, no, dude, like, if you're a player and you believe that, put a put a face and a name to the quote. Don't say it anonymously and hide behind that. Like, I, I, like and Shannon Sharp was like, okay, that's great. But why we think Joe Burrow is the most clutch quarterback when Pat Mahomes is 13 and 10 in clutch situations? He's the only quarterback in the NFL. I, I, That's over five hundred in clutch situations. I agree with you. I I just think that Joe Burrow has a cachet around him, and Pat Mahomes don't. Like you I, really, I, I, like, I just you're really not wrong. Like, I just something something about Joe Burrow. I just something about him um, in this so particular like, matchup. But with this matchup, I'm going to roll with the Buffalo Bills. I think this team is going to be motivated. They're going to rally around Demar Hamlin. I think he'll probably be at their playoff game. He's been released from the hospital. He's back home now. Um, if so, he's at the, if he's at that game on that sideline, which I think on the sideline might be a um, a bit of a stretch, but if he's in like a well, suite, he, he, he's on IR. I don't know if he's even allowed to be on the sidelines. So no, no, yeah, no, you can be on the sideline if you if like, you're on IR. You, yeah, oh, okay. You, you're just not dressed. You're not playing. Like you can be on the sideline. But uh, again, with all that being said, yeah, I'm gonna roll with Buffalo uh, in that particular matchup. Uh, although it's probably the best matchup of like. Of the wild card weekend, uh, not. The uh, I mean, if we if we shake out as we shake out like you know these these divisional rounds, I think this is probably the best matchup in my opinion. But I'll take Buffalo win that game. Uh, go face Kansas City uh, so at like, a neutral site. What I will, and it's and it's Atlanta, the neutral site, Atlanta. Oh, cool. Um, That's yeah, a great venue. So like, it's funny because like, like so like they announced that, and then you know, this one guy I'm friends with on Facebook, he's like, the fix is in. I'm like, explain. He's like, the Bengals? I'm like, what about them? Like, what about the Bengals? Like, even without the game, they, they were supposed to play the Buffalo Bills have the better record. They're 13-3, and three, Cincinnati's 12-4. and four. Well, if, no if, if, if Cincinnati had beaten Buffalo, they would be they would have the tiebreaker with them. And if Buffalo would have won, they're the number one seed. Like, that's Correct. the thing that we Correct. That's Correct. What, Correct. So there is no like for like him this matchup like, doesn't oh. happen. This matchup never happens if Buffalo wins that game. Exactly. Like there's no fix. There's no conspiracy. There's none of that. Like you, you're digging for stuff that's not there. So what? I'm not gonna dive into the whole Joe Burrow's the most clutch quarterback in the NFL thing right now. We, I will we could, say we could we could do that later. I I, I may I, have been I, I may have been speaking this. of hyperbole. I may have gotten caught. I will, no no. But I will say this. I will say the Bengals outside of the 49ers are probably the hottest team in the NFL right now. It's true. I, I can't remember the last time they lost a the game. The Bengals? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, that is a good question. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> it's been a great year. But been, who do you have playing against Buffalo and Cincinnati? 
it's hard to pick it like it's hard to say emotions aside because this game is going to be so emotional this is a this 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 wasn't a one-sided event that only hit the buffalo bills like this hurt the cincinnati Bengals too right like it wasn't like sean mcdermott was like i'm pulling my guys off we can't play right now and zach taylor's like no no we well we got to play like no zach taylor's like no i'm pulling my guys too we got to stick together on this like this hurt like so like it's 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 emotional for both like because of the venue because of them at home i gotta go with buffalo i would not be surprised at all if cincinnati won this game <laughs> i wouldn't be either at all i think it's gonna I'm be going, really I, I think it might be it's gonna be a really entertaining football game um but i'm going buffalo just to set up the the neutral site madness I do, I, I do enjoy madness. <laughs> Let's swing into the NFC. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys going into Philadelphia, at least in your matchup. In mine, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, All right. So this is what I'm talking about with the with Philly and Dallas. So like we both had – they played each other regular season, right? Philly gets Cooper Rush at their crib. Dallas got Gardner Minshew at their crib. It was – a it was real competitive. Both games were the – I think that the, the second game came down to a fourth down play, which Philly didn't get. Um, Cooper yeah, Rush – Yeah, Gardner threw a pick. Yeah, Cooper Rush, he hung in there for as long as he could. And I don't even think that game was, quote-unquote, a blowout. Philly might have won by what, a touchdown, eight points? Yeah, came, like that. that game was close too with Cooper Rush. It was close. All, right, it was close. Er, er, all of the games have been close between these two teams. Uh, I'll, go, I'll pull is, up the actual results here in a second. So this is what we're talking about, right? Like this is what we're talking about. Philly finally gets to Philly finally gets to throw play against Dak Prescott. Dallas gets to go against Jalen Hurts. So Nobody. the second matchup, the Eagles lost that game 40 to 34. Uh, their right. matchup early in the season, they the Eagles won 26 to 17. Um, so both within you know striking distance for either team. Nine and what is this? Uh, six. Six. Yes, yeah, six. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So this is Dak versus Jalen Hurts. This is what everybody's been talking about. Like this is the gripe that the fan bases of both teams have had because. It's the same argument. Oh, like Eagle fans clown Dallas the first time. The Cowboys fans were like, "Well, you beat us. You beat our backup. Calm down." Dallas, Dallas beats Philly the second time. Cowboy fans, rightly so, dishing it right back to Eagles fans. And Eagles fans are like, "You beat our backup. Calm down." Now, in this, in my scenario, there is no backups. Nobody's hurt. It's mano y mano. My right, like my heavy hand versus your, my right hook versus your right hook. Whoever falls first loses. That's what that is, right? I'm still going Philly. I'm going Philly just because, like, they have the better team. And Dak Prescott, let's be honest, has been playing terrible football since he came back. That's true. Dak Prescott has thrown 15 interceptions this season. He missed five games. Well, in my matchup, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Philadelphia Eagles, but I think the results are going to be the same. Uh, I, I just I look at I look at Tampa Bay. I just don't believe in them, and the reason that I'm, I picked Tampa Bay to beat 
Dallas Cowboys is because of the play of Dak Prescott as of late. I just I don't. That. That's fair. That's fair. I just, but I just, I just haven't. I haven't been bought in, and I'm not betting against Tom Brady. But when it comes to Philadelphia Eagles, they're probably the second most complete team in the NFL right now on offense and defense because um, they can really get it done on both sides of the football. Give me Philadelphia. Be Tampa. Bay. What I like, what I like in your scenario with the Eagles and the Buccaneers is, so like you know how folks like sports media. One of my biggest gripes with sports media is. Like a team loses, a team beats another team in the playoffs, and then they those two teams face each other in the regular season. The team that lost in the playoffs beats the team that beat them, and it's like, oh, they exact a revenge. It's like, no, they did it. That's a regular season game. This in this scenario, in your scenario, this is the revenge scenario, right? Yeah, this I mean, because yeah, because the Eagles got bounced in the playoffs last season by Tampa Bay. By Tampa Bay. This this is where those idiots, and I'm gonna call them what they are. This is what those this is what those idiots should apply the revenge scenario because you just said it philly got bounced by the buccaneers last season so this and, is, yeah and then when it comes to the other side of the bracket we have the minnesota vikings and the san francisco 49ers there is nothing in me right now that thinks the san francisco 49ers can be beat in uh, especially if this game is which it will be on Levi Stadium. I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. They're built to beat anyone in the NFL. Their offense travels um no matter what the weather like is in California there. Uh give me San Francisco to win this game and win this game fairly fairly easily. Because the offensive line in Minnesota has been kind of a, a mess. Um just mm-hmm. put it nicely so far this season. And I think this is the worst matchup you can draw when you're talking about an offensive line that's kind of a mm-hmm. mess right now. Give me San Francisco to win that game pretty easily. Yeah, uh, I know we, we I know we crack on uh, Packer fans and Aaron Rodgers a lot because the the, the San Francisco 49ers just they're they're literally his crypt. Well, clutch games are Aaron Rodgers' kryptonite. Let's be honest. Um, but all jokes aside, San Francisco has made Kirk Cousins' life a living hell just as much as Aaron Rodgers. Like remember that one game, um, that that one playoff game they faced each other. Kirk yeah. Cousins picked up. Kirk Cousins picked on the Kilo Weatherspoon for pretty much that one on one drive. one play. <laughs> it was like one fourth down play when he had Stephon Diggs, and then they like like it was pretty much the whole drive. Like like yeah. Stephon Diggs, was but, but he converted that fourth down for a touchdown, and then they, they benched the Kilo Weatherspoon. And I don't think I don't think the Vikings scored again in that game. Right, like it was just like okay, enough of that. That was fun, you know. You had like clank clank come and get you locked up. Um. Yeah, this San Francisco defense is high flying. Everybody like the only gripe is you just throwing Brock Purdy into a playoff situation where he's ne- like he's never been in that right. Like he's not used to that. I I, I get they want to. Oh, he's played in big games before at Iowa State. No, we're not Please. doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. That's adorable. <laughs> Iowa. Iowa State versus Texas is not a big game. Iowa State versus Oklahoma is not like no, it, it doesn't compare to what this is, right? Or what it's going to be. His saving grace is that he's at home. Right? He he's gonna have the hometown faithful backing him up. Yep. If if San Francisco if San Francisco somehow lets Justin Jefferson just erupt. Then it's going to be a long day at the office, right? Because if you if you allow them to stick around and hang around, then that's a situation where like anything can happen, right? One bad play, one ball bounce, one ball go like the ball bounces 
your way and whatnot and everything. Like it's that's that's clearly what it takes. But if Philly, Philly, if San Fran come out, punch their ass right in the mouth, like we know they can, game over. Like it, it's right. the like like the first what would you say, like the first three, four drives of the game, right? That that's about what? Eight minutes of a, yep. of a fifteen minute quarter. Depen- I mean, like- depending on. I mean, I also think San Francisco to dominate time of possession with their running game with Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, who's back now. Debo Samuel, right. who's back now, also like they have full complement of weapons right now. Like San Francisco is going to be. We'll talk about them here in a minute, but yeah, I, they're going to beat down Minnesota. This is my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I won't, that uh, won't surprise me either. <laughs> uh, so yeah, teaching trouble with the Minnesota, with the San Francisco 49ers. Let's swing back over into the AFC, the AFC Championship game, as we have one versus two on both conferences. Uh, let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this game, as we mentioned, will be played at in Atlanta uh, because Buffalo would have had the number one seed if they'd beaten Cincinnati on that game. Um, they the, so now it's a neutral site. Kansas City versus Buffalo, uh, probably the same distance for all their fan bases. Not that it really matters <laughs> where the game was, um, but it's going to be in Atlanta. Uh, how do you think this game's going to shake out? Um, I, I, I'm just curious as to how that bidding process went. Like, what went behind the decision to be like, all right, Atlanta? Like, that's going to be like. Well, I, I imagine they tried to pick somewhere that was a dome so it wouldn't be infected by weather. And they probably tried to pick somewhere that was like smack bang in the middle of like both teams. Both Although teams? Indianapolis makes a lot more sense if that's the case. But. Right? Like, and I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know. I know Mercedes Benz Superdome or whatever they're calling it uh, is this fairly new stadium. So maybe they just want to showcase it in a big stage. I no, but well, I was gonna. What I was gonna say is like, I ain't like the Colts are using theirs. Like so, that's <laughs> <No, yeah>, true. <laughs> but yeah, Lucas Oil Stadium, the house that Peyton Manning built. Um, with that being said, though, I think Buffalo is because they've already beaten Kansas City once, so this will be a rematch of a matchup earlier this season. Also, will be a rematch of what was the one of the more entertaining playoff games of all time. Uh, that game in, yeah, in, in but, Kansas City last season. Um, I'm actually going to take Buffalo to win this game. The neutral side, I think, is important because you're not going to have either fan bases with the, the table smashing and the whatever goes on at Arrowhead. I'm not even really sure. Uh, I'm, I'm going to roll with Kansas City uh, with the Buffalo Bills. I also think that this team is going to be riding some emotions there. Uh, I think they're sort of, quote, unquote, a team of destiny. Uh, I'll take Buffalo to win this game. Well, here's the thing. Right. One of the key pieces, uh, one of the key reasons why Buffalo beat Kansas City earlier this season was number 40. True. 48 ain't, 48 ain't there. So if I'm Pat Mahomes, I don't have to worry about Von Miller crashing down and making me rush my throws, which happened on that pick, that game-stealing pick that he threw, right? If I'm Kansas, if I'm, if I'm Buffalo, it's pretty much like this is that word again. It's like this is your quote unquote kryptonite, right? Like you, if you want to get to the promised land, if you want to get over that hump, if you want to take that spot as the king of the mountain, this is who you're gonna have to go to, right? And it's not it, it's not easy. Like you have a you have a tough you have a tough Cincinnati opponent, and then you have a tough Kansas City opponent. This is who you're gonna have to go through, and if the Chargers somehow beat them, beat Kansas City again, it's not easy. It doesn't get easy 
on the AFC side. No. So I don't know. Like I'm, 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 t- I'm taking the Chargers just because the Chiefs. Not the Chargers. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs because, like, I, Von, like that's this is where you're gonna. This is where you're really gonna miss Von Miller. This is where you're gonna miss Von Miller. Like this is why you brought Von Miller in. Like this is solely why you brought him in. It's true. There. It's unfortunate. Uh, swinging over into the NFC side of this, uh, we also have the matchup between number one and number two. The Philadelphia Eagles will be hosting the San Francisco 49ers as uh, Brock Purdy will have to play his first playoff game on the road. Um, mm-hmm. But I do not think it will matter. Uh, I think the San Francisco 49ers defense is so good. I think they're going to get after Jalen Hurts. I think they're going to force him into some tough situations. I also don't thought, think – that the Philadelphia Eagles will be able to run the football against the San Francisco 49ers. And that's been the key to the resurgence of the Philadelphia Eagles so far this season. They have run the ball better than any team in the NFL outside of the Chicago Bears, potentially. Um, and San Francisco will stop the run and force Jalen Hurts to beat Ooh. them with his arm. He has not proved he can do that so far this season. Um, I will take San Francisco. I do think this will be a low-scoring defensive battle as the Eagles are not slouches when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, even though they have been oh, gotten. They are not. Uh, they have been gotten here over the last couple of weeks as the injuries have kind of mounted up on their defensive side of the ball. Uh, but give me San Francisco to beat, to go into the city of brotherly love and spoil that party for the Philadelphia Eagles as they go back to the Super Bowl and face Buffalo. So you got Buffalo and Philly. San Fran. So you got San Fran and Philly. I yeah. mean, uh, wait, San Fran and who? Buffalo. Buffalo? Oh, that'd be nice. I'm tempted to call the rematch. I'm tempted to go San Fran KC because that's like because if I'm if I'm the 49ers, like oh no, like that's who I want. But I don't want I don't want that situation. I don't want that matchup with Brock Purdy as my quarterback. I just don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I yeah, I'm I'm not asking Brock Purdy to go toe to toe with. Pat Mahomes, like you, like, you can't match that. Like, that's just unfair. Philly, on the other hand, I would love to see Philly go to war with uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. So, your point about running the ball, um, Philly can do that. Like, yeah, but San Francisco has the best rush defense in the NFL. They do that. They, like, like, they do, but how many like you it, you have to account for literally everything like you got to account for Jalen Hurts running the ball you got to like most of the most So they of haven't the, played like, a dynamic offense like the one they're going to play this week that's true. And when and we kind of saw it like I, albeit it's week 1 but we kind of <laughs> saw what happened when they had to face a quarterback who could run. I like Justin Fields like for what it's worth Justin Fields did have kind of a good day. I'll be in the monsoon. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I mean, Chris McCaffrey wasn't on this team at this point. Their offense is totally different now that they have him. Um, even even with Brock Purdy on, at the helm at the quarterback position, he's been pretty good for them. Uh, but again, like it's 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 that situation. It's that scenario of how are, how do you how do you handle the big lights? Because uh, as the games progress, the lights are going to get brighter. The moments are going to be bigger. The game basically slows down that much more. And it's like, 
do you trust him to not do you trust him to be the Brock Purdy that he's been and not be the un, uh not be the last pick of the draft that he was? I, I'm gonna roll those dice. Uh it sounds like you're taking Philadelphia though. I'm taking Philadelphia. So Super Bowl matchup is set and for both of ours. Uh let's first start with yours as you're uh, let's start with mine first. Uh we're yeah, talking so- about Buffalo Bills. Let's uh, show your matchup here. Kansas City Chiefs battle the number one seeds. Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, on my side, I got the Buffalo Bills battle the number two seeds. I got Buffalo going into going wherever the Super Bowl is played this year. I can't even remember. Um, uh, Arizona? Arizona. It's in Arizona, it's Arizona. At, the, at the Big Toaster. Um, going up against the San Francisco 49ers, and I think this is potentially where the Brock Purdy situation catches up with the San Francisco 49ers, even though I could do it earlier. But the Super Bowl is the <laughs> biggest of the biggest stages. I think Josh Allen may ha- could potentially have his best game of his entire career in this matchup. Uh, I will take the Buffalo Bills to host the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Um, and they will be my Super Bowl champion, and they will finish a historic season, really, because of all the yeah. stereo, all the narratives that are going to be around them. Josh Allen will, will be the Super Bowl MVP. Um, Von Miller probably retires after the season, too. Um, so, yeah, Buffalo Bills are going to be my 2023. I know it's not a sexy pick. I know it's kind of, you know, kind of a run of the mill, uh, but this, we, is, this is who I think yeah, is going to win the Super Bowl, we, Buffalo. We all got chalk. I mean, we both got chalk predictions, chalk, yeah. everything. Like, it's like my, my my playoff, like my Super Bowl prediction is literally both number one seeds. No, well, yeah, oh, yeah, both. I got Buffalo winning the Super Bowl uh, at me. And on your side, you got the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, the battle of the number one seeds. Um, how do you see this game shaking out, TJ, to fill out your bracket? If there was ever a, a quarterback that can make mincemeat out of this defense, it's Pat Mahomes. Like it's, I think they learned their lesson from. Well, and no, like the last time we saw them in the Super Bowl, their offensive line was was hurt. Trash, trash, trash. bad. Uh, yeah, their offensive both their offensive tackles were injured before the game. Gone, like gone. Like he he went in with he went in with backups and backups to the backups and like no, like so. Everybody's like, oh, he was terrible in their Super Bowl. Like, do, do you, you see that often? And, like, it was funny, though, because that kind of opened up everybody's eyes to, like, because you, you already know how folks are, like, the Bears passed up on him. And, like, everybody sees how they how he was running for his life in that Super Bowl against the Buccaneers. And it's like, yeah, that's what his life would have been here. It's true. <laughs> true. <laughs> running for his life. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make some make, make something out of nothing. Um, will Pat Mahomes get ring number two against the Philadelphia Eagles? I'm asking you. Uh, yes, I, if that was the yes. matchup, that's, I would take Kansas City to win that game. Um, I would actually feel pretty confident about that. Cool. Okay. You don't think Jalen Hurts can pull out a virtuoso? Yeah, you don't think that run game could give Kansas City some problems? I, I think it could. I just think the offense of Kansas City is going to be so dynamic because Philadelphia, their defense has been not great down the stretch here. I mean, they've allowed a lot of points to some subpar offenses. The Giants put up a bunch of points against them in last week. Um, yeah, yeah the that, defense game came to, that game came down to an onside kick. That game was yeah. not – So Yeah. I would take Kansas City, um, but I that would be a really entertaining Super Bowl, I think, though, either way. Yeah. Is that who you're rolling with, Kansas City? 
No, I can't do that. Um, I lost. The, I just. I just lost the bet to them earlier this season, so I'm not. I'm not. I know. I'm, I'm kind of hating right now. Um, I want to go with Philly because I, I want. Yeah, I'm picking Philly because I want the powers that be here in Chicago to look at Philly and use that as a blueprint and be like, this is a this is a quarterback in his third year. Yeah, third year, right? Correct. This is a quarterback in his third year, and look at the moves that was made to not only benefit <clears throat> him, but benefit us as a team. And look where it got him. So I want Philly to, I want Philly to win this, so a team like the Bears can use it as a blueprint because they have a they have the young dynamic quarterback. In the same situation that Jalen Hurts was in a year ago, albeit worse because the the Eagles did go to the playoffs. They, they didn't stand a damn chance in that playoff game. And, and and not to mention, like before last season, like before the start of this season, there were a lot of questions about Jalen Hurts. Those questions don't exist yes. anymore. And Those all of they're, they're the same the same narratives kind of circles around Justin Fields right now. The same questions about if he's the guy or not. If they could give him some dynamic weapons and a dynamic offensive line, I think the narrative would quickly shift uh, when it comes to Pat Mahomes for to Justin Fields. Um, I, I don't actually hate this if Philadelphia were to win the Super Bowl. I actually think that's a pretty solid pick. Um, but yeah, I so TJ he has the Philadelphia Eagles posting the Vince Lombardi Trophy, kind of in a selfish reason, but I, I still like it. Uh, I have the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. I have the Buffalo Bills hosting the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Let us know down in the comment section who do you think is going to host the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Also, and that's I, I I think what's not what I with, with your pick. I, I I think the underlying issue that's going to be brought up constantly with that is the previous four trips that Buffalo had to the Super Bowl and they came up empty four times. Like anytime you go to the Super Bowl four times in a row at that and you don't win any of them, that those ghosts, those skeletons it's true. are still in that closet. And I think it'll be nice for that fan base to vanquish those demons. Uh, but yeah, this has been our 2023 final prediction show. Um, let us know what you thought about our predictions. as We rattled off all of the major awards in the National Football League. And we picked the, the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Uh, I've been David Hoffman right there. It's my, my co-host, Mr. T.J. Hopkins. Uh, and T.J., what we do here at the Prime, my friend. We bring the heat. Yes, sir. sir. We do bring the heat, my friend, and we will be back on next month. Actually, uh, Izzy's going to be doing his college football showdown show on Friday, so keep an eye out for that content. Me and TJ won't be back until Monday. Uh, we're going to be breaking down what's gone down in Super Wild Card Weekend so far, um, so you don't want to miss that content. I've been David Huffman. There's Mr. TJ Hopkins. We will see you guys later, and you all have a good and safe weekend. See you, man.